0: Chapter fourteen of the Complete Angler. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Complete Angler by Isaac Walton. Chapter fourteen. The Fourth Day Continued. Of the Barble. Piscator, Venator, Milkwoman. Piscator. The barbel is so called, says Gesner, by reason of his barb, or wattles at his mouth, which are under his nose or chaps. He is one of those leather-mouthed fishes that I told you of, that does very seldom break his hold, if he be once hooked. But he is so strong that he will often break both rod and line, if he proves to be a big one. But the barbel, though he be of a fine shape and looks big, yet he is not accounted the best fish to eat, neither for his wholesomeness nor his taste but the male is reputed much better than the female whose spawn is very hurtful as i will presently declare to you they flock together like sheep and are at the worst in april about which time they spawn but quickly grow to be in season he is able to live in the strongest swifts of the water and in summer they love the shallowest and sharpest streams and love to lurk under weeds and to feed on gravel against a rising ground and will root and dig in the sands with his nose like a hog and there nests himself yet sometimes he retires to deep and swift bridges or flood-gates or weir where he will nest himself amongst piles or in hollow places and take such hold of moss or weeds that be the water never so swift it is not able to force him from the place that he contends for this is his constant custom in summer when he and most living creatures sport themselves in the sun but at the approach of winter then he forsakes the swift streams and shallow waters and by degrees retires to those parts of the river that are quiet and deeper in which places and i think about that time he spawns and as i formerly told you with the help of the melter hides his spawn or eggs in holes which they both dig in the gravel and then they mutually labour to cover it with the same sand to prevent it from being devoured by other fish there be such store of this fish in the river danube that rondeluche says they may in some places of it and in some months of the year be taken by those who dwell near to the river with their hands eight or ten load at a time he says they begin to be good in may and that they cease to be so in august but it is found to be otherwise in this nation but thus far we agree with him that the spawn of a barbel if it be not poisonous he says yet that it is dangerous meat and especially in the month of may which is so certain that gesner and Gassius declare it had an ill effect upon them even to the endangering of their lives the fish is of a fine cast and handsome shape with small scales which are placed after a most exact and curious manner and as i told you may be rather said not to be ill than to be good meat the chub and he have i think both lost part of their credit by ill cookery they being reputed the worst or coarsest of fresh water fish but the barbel affords an angler choice sport, being a lusty and a cunning fish so lusty and cunning as to endanger the breaking of the angler's line by running his head forcibly towards any covert, or hole, or bank, and then striking at the line to break it off with his tail, as is observed by Plutarch in his book De Industria Animalium, and also so cunning to nibble and suck off your worm close to the hook, and yet avoid the letting the hook come into his mouth. The barber is also curious for his baits, that is to say, that they be clean and sweet, that is to say, to have your worms well scarred, and not kept in sour and musty moss, for well, he is a curious feeder but at a well-scoured lobworm he will bite as boldly as at any bait and especially if the night or two before you fish for him you shall bait the places where you intend to fish for him with big worms cut into pieces and note that none did ever over bait the place nor fish too early or too late for a barbel and the barbel will bite also at generals which not being too much scoured but green are a choice bait for him and so is cheese which is not to be too hard, but kept a day or two in a wet linen cloth to make it tough. With this you may also bake the water a day or two before you fish for the barbel, and be much the likelier to catch store, and if the cheese were laid in clarified honey a short time before, as namely an hour or two, you are still the likelier to catch fish. Some have directed to cut the cheese into thin pieces and toast it, and then tie it on the hook with fine silk and some advise to fish for the barbel with sheep's tallow and soft cheese, beaten or worked into a paste, and that it is choicely good in August, and I believe it. But doubtless the lob-worm well scoured, and the gentle not too much scoured, and cheese ordered as I have directed, are baits enough, and I think will serve in any month, though I shall commend any angler that tries conclusions, and is industrious to improve the art. And now, my honest scholar, the long shower and my tedious discourse are both ended together and I shall give you but this observation, that when you fish for a barbel, your rod and line be both long and of good strength. For, as I told you, you will find him a heavy and a dogged fish to be dealt with all. Yet he seldom or never breaks his hold, if he be once strucken. And if you would know more of fishing for the umbo or barbel, get into favour with Dr. Sheldon, whose skill is above others, and of that the poor that dwell about him have a comfortable experience. And now let's go and see what interest the trouts will pay us for letting our angle-rods lie so long and so quietly in the water for their use. Come, scholar, which will you take up? Venator, which you think fit, master? Piscator, why, you shall take up that, for I am certain by viewing the line it has a fish at it. Look you, scholar, well done! Come, now take up the other two. Well, now you may tell my brother Peter at night that you have caught a leash of trouts this day. And now let's move towards our lodging, and drink a draught of red cow's milk as we go, and give pretty Maudlin and her honest mother a brace of trouts for their supper. Venator, Master, I like your motion very well, and I think it is now about milking-time, and yonder they be at it. Piscator, God speed you, good woman! I thank you both for our songs last night. I and my companion have had such fortune of fishing this day, that we resolved to give you and Magdalene a brace of trouts for supper.' "'and we will now taste a draught of your red cow's milk. "'Milkwoman, marry, and that you shall with all my heart, "'and I will be still your debtor when you come this way. "'If you will but speak the word, "'I will make you a good syllabub of new verjuice, "'and then you may sit down in a haycock and eat it. "'And Maudlin shall sit by and sing you the good old song "'of the hunting in Chevy chase, "'or some other good ballad, for she hath store of them. Maudlin, my honest Maudlin hath a notable memory, "'and she thinks nothing too good for you, because you be such honest men venator we thank you and intend once in a month to call upon you again and give you a little warning and so good night good night maudlin and now good master let's lose no time but tell me somewhat more of fishing and if you please first something of fishing for a gudgeon piscator i will honest scholar end of chapter fourteen